Life Audio. Hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle. We're just two friends reading through the Bible chronologically and encouraging you to do the same. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Daily Bible Podcast, or go to our website, dailybiblepodcast.net. We are going through the one-year chronological Bible, and you can also subscribe to the one-year chronological Bible reading plan on the YouVersion Bible app. We have links for that in our show notes and also at our website. You can also follow us on Facebook. We are there with the community group. Just look for a daily Bible podcast under groups. Now you have to ask to join when we see your smiling face and you answer the questions about why you want to be there. Just like, Hey, I'm listening along. We would love to have you there. And it's a wonderful community where we just go deeper into the things that we're talking about mm-hmm. on the website. And since we're starting a new year, so Woo-hoo, happy new year. New year. Happy New Year, Michelle. (laughs) Yay. Um, Some of you might be joining us for the first time. So we're just going to take a minute to introduce ourselves. I'm Trisha Goyer and I'm married to John and we have 10 kids. Yes, I said 10 children. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought I would say that. We have three biological kids and then we've adopted seven. They're from the ages of 34 all the way down to 13. Um, and we homeschool and I write books, a lot of books, and I love to travel. I love to speak. I love to play board games and um, drink coffee to keep me going. Mm-hmm. Coffee is so important. We have that in common. Well, I'm Michelle. I'm married to Joe. I was single for many, many years. And during that time, God had me in radio. And um, I served in Alaska in Christian radio. Um, I also was host and producer for the weekend program for Family Life. And I've also served with Reviver Hearts. And now I'm a manager of a small production company. We produce radio programs for pod- and podcasts for Christian radio. And I have mentored young women for years. I have taught Sunday school for years. And um, anyway... Yeah, I'm just excited about about reading through the Bible chronologically. It's such an amazing thing. And we've known each other for almost 14 years, Michelle. Mm-hmm. It's been a um, long time. We met in Little Rock through Family Life, and we are just two women who love God's Word. Mm-hmm. So we don't have any formal Bible training, but after reading through the Bible last year, and then many, many years of reading the Bible and studying the Bible and teaching the Bible, um, we... We just love being part of Daily Bible Podcast, and I felt like I learned so much last year, and I just cannot wait to see what this year holds. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, our goal on this podcast is to encourage you to read God's Word, to help you understand what His Word is saying. And as Trisha said, we're not trained. We just love God's Word, and we know where to go for research, and we love sharing what we are learning. And here's the cool thing. Trisha and I come at things differently. Of course, she's an author and loves words, loves a lot of words. I'm a producer and I love to trim. I'm always looking for the gold and let's trim out some of this other stuff. So there's that difference in us. 
Also, Trisha's a mom and a homeschool mom, and I'm not, but I used to lead lots and lots of high school girls Bible studies. I've also worked in hospice, and so we come at things differently, but that's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing mm-hmm. because then we're learning more as we're sharing, and it's it. last year was so fun, and we're excited about this year. And the amazing thing is that God's word is living and active. Mm -hmm. God will meet us daily. He will meet you daily as you dig, as we dig into his word. Mm -hmm. We will all discover wonderful truths there. Also, if you miss a day, don't give up. Keep going. If it takes you two years, we'll be here. Like We'll still be recording. You can join us anytime. Just pick up where you left off. Don't feel like you ever have to catch up. Just start where you are and come along with us. Okay, so today we're starting off our reading, and we are reading Genesis 1, Genesis 2, and Genesis 3, verses 1 through 24. And what we are doing to encourage you is we're just quickly summarizing things, and then we'll go into our word of the day. And so quickly summarizing for you the first part of our reading today, you know, in the beginning, in Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created, and these first five verses set up the whole Bible. Why do we need to live our lives as God requires? Well, He's the one who made the expanse of the universe and everything in it. And notice, He spoke a word, and it was. He said, let there be light, and there was light. There was light and dark the first day. And on day two, he created the sky and the air. And on day three, the land and the plants. And day four, the sun, moon, and stars. Day five, birds and fish. Day six, animals and humans. And and notice at the end of every day, he said, it is good. It is good. And then at the end of day six, when he created the humans in his image, he said it was very good. You know, and I'm just, I, I'm just curious, what was God thinking? Like as he created each day and sat back and looked, was he like surprised how it all came out? Or was he tickled and like, ha, it's good. Was he marveled? Like, did he marvel at, at what he had done? You know, I, I just, yeah. there's, there's something in my mind that's just like, what was God thinking? And yet he is God. And so he knew it would be good. He knew it'd be very good. Um, and so there's just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking that I just kind of wonder, but you know, God's, God's words created the world. And the first lines of dialogue that are written in the Bible are God's directions to the man that he made. He says in Genesis one twenty eight, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. And, um, and as I read today, I was struck with how the spirit of God mm-hmm. was just hovering over the face of the waters, almost like a conductor of a symphony. And everything that he created was good. Creation was a delight to the eye. You know, and going back to that conductor, it's almost like he's like, okay, there's this over here and this over here. And you could, you almost hear the music as, as he's creating, as, as he's, as he's doing what he does. I don't know. And I'm a loss for words right now. <laughs> I wish I could see. I love just. I love how you picture it. It's like the conductor and hovering over the waters. It reminds me of in the magician's nephew. Um, Aslan is creating Narnia, and he roars, mm. and it's darkness, and the sun comes up. And, yeah, you know, uh, plants flourish and trees pop up, and it was like that. The way C.S. Lewis wrote that, 
is like just a little glimpse of what it must have been like to just have stuff bloom and grow mm-hmm. and light and creatures and animals. It's just like, it just was. And it's, yeah. ah, I just love that so much. So then we get to Genesis 2 and it begins with the completion of the heavens, the earth, and all their multitude. On the seventh day, God finishes work and rested, blessing this day and making it holy. Then we read about how God planted a garden in Eden, placing the man he had formed into it. The garden is described as a place of beauty and abundance with a river flowing out of Eden to water the garden. In the garden, God grows every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, including the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But God tells Adam and Eve, you may really eat of the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you shall surely die. Oh, he gives them a warning. Mm-hmm. Then in Genesis 3, we discover that this perfect world isn't so perfect. The serpent described as more crafty than any other beast of the field tempts the woman by questioning God's commandment and suggesting that eating from the tree of knowledge will make her like God, knowing good and evil. Both the woman and the man eat the fruit from the forbidden tree. So first, God confronts Adam about his disobedience. Mm. And then Adam's like, no, she made me do it. And then so God turns to Eve. What have you done? God asks her. Adam and Eve both have consequences for their actions, and they are forced out of the garden. And worse, their intimate relationship with God was never the same again. They leave knowing both good and evil, which God had desired to protect them from. But worse, they now have a sin nature, and their children do. And Michelle, for the rest of the Bible, we're going to be dealing with that sin nature and what is the whole thing. It's like, don't do this, don't do this. They're going to still do that. How are they going to get their sins forgiven? Oh, it's just, it's a lot of going back and forth of that fight against good and bad, evil and mm-hmm. righteousness. You know, I've heard a lot of sermons um, preached just on this thing about, about Eve, about sin. And the one thing that stood out to me today was that Eve didn't really question the serpent at all that we know of. At least that's not what the text Mm -hmm. says. And in the New Living Translation, we see the words, the woman was convinced. And I wonder how easily was she convinced? Like, was it her innocence or, or was it her will? Like, so like ours, you know, I see that apple. It's so shiny and lovely. Oh, wait you know, what is life going to be better in some way? The text also says that she wanted wisdom and we know that wisdom is, is good. We don't know if she understood that, although she, they had already had this conversation with God. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it just got into the, I was just thinking, you know, she sees it, she wants it, I'll take it. And, um, you know, that was just not only sin that entered the world at that point, but it was fear and shame. And and I see it in my life in so many ways. Mm-hmm. I see it. I want it. I'm going to find a way to take it. And um, Oh, I'm feeling a little convicted because now <laughs> you'd have it on your doorstep. It's not even overnight delivery. We have a... <laughs> We have an Amazon distribution center literally like two miles from our house. Uh-huh. It's like same day delivery. Like, oh, I need, I forgot to get a Christmas gift for so-and-so and I'm going to see them tonight. It'll be on my doorstep in like mm-hmm. two hours. Mm-hmm. 
like talking about seeing it and wanting it and taking it, but it's just like that is multi. I mean, it's getting deliveries is not bad, but when we get to the right. point where it's just we're just wanting more and more and more and more all the time, which often happens, it it's a problem. Yeah. Well, and 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 when you look at it that way. Eve had probably many other apples, many other shiny oh. apples she could have had. And um, and she had God who she had an amazing, amazing relationship with. And um, and so it was it was it was this other new one that was kind of forbidden. I mean, again, we don't know her mind, but I just go to how easily convinced she was. Yeah. And, um, okay, well, let's just sit and ponder on that a little bit while we take a break and we need to hear from our sponsor, but when we come back, we'll have the word of the day. Stay tuned. Okay. The word of the day is authority. So it means it is the warrant, right, power, or ability to do something. So authority comes from the Latin word actor, which is originator. And that's where we get the English word for author. Hmm. Mm. Why did I pick that as the word of the day? I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, you talked about those first five words in the beginning God created. And when we embrace, embrace those words, we have confidence in the whole scripture. Like mm. because he created, he created everything. Then he is the originator, the author of the world. And he has the plan. It's yeah. his word. He made us. He can rightly claim authority over us. So trusting in God's word isn't just about believing. It's about let, allowing his truth to penetrate and soften our hearts. It's about tuning our ears to his voice, which leads us to a good life. And it, it also shields us from the snares, those whispers. The, I mean, we may not have a snake. <laughs> crawling up to us and saying, eat this, but there's temptation everywhere. Um, when John and I were first married, we attended seminars that helped us bridge that gap between science and scripture. And that was so helpful mm. in helping us to see how faith and science can intertwine. Mm. Um, and that really gave us that foundation that God's words are true and he does have authority over our lives. Now, as a mother of 10, my days are filled with guiding and instructing and often warning, even the adult kids like, um, I don't know about that. So each day brings challenges and my intent is never to be overbearing with them, but I want to keep them away from the rocky shores. It's like mm -hmm. almost like a lighthouse. I could see I'm warning them, flash, 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 warning. There's rocks here. I want to protect my kids. Um, and God was trying to do that with them. He was trying to protect them because he knew that what the world offered would not satisfy. He knew that sin was there. Um, it says in Genesis 3, 4, that the serpent's cunning words said, you won't die, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. So Eve faced a pivotal choice, just like we do every day. We read, like you're saying, Michelle, the woman was convinced. She acted on what seemed right, yet she was misled. So just like God tried to warn Adam and Eve, I often caution my kids against what appears enticing, I warn them, you know, that might look good, that might look desirable, and you think that'll make you wise, but it's going to hurt, and it's hard. 
I mean, I pray for my kids, but also I have to look in the mirror like, oh, you think you want that, but is that a good idea? Um, so whether you're being a, a teenager, being ourselves as a God follower, it's so much easier when we have God's word, when we know God's word, when we know that he has authority. So then we're not like, ooh, I could do this. Ooh, I could do that. Instead, mm-hmm. we say, okay, what does God's word say? He has a th- authority. He created us. What are his dangers? What are his warnings? And so knowing his authority is for the greater good and that he has wonderful things planned for us if we listen and obey. I think that just helps us launch as we start reading through the Bible, knowing that, yes, there's going to be a lot of warnings. Yes, there's a lot of don't do this, don't do that. But really, it's for God's good because he wants the best for us. Well, and I think when we take a look at God's authority, it's it, there's, you know, just his warnings against sin, of course, and his wanting to protect us, but also in that protection. And what we're going to see as we continue reading through God's word is that he has put boundaries around mm-hmm. us. And those boundaries, just like you put boundaries around your kids, yeah. they're actually a really good thing. They're to keep us from wandering outside and, and, um, and outside what we shouldn't, you know, come in contact with. And so for God, he already, he already had a plan. He already knew what was going to happen and he wanted to keep his kids, Adam and Eve. He wanted to keep them corralled. And I don't even want to say it like that. That's, I shouldn't have said he wanted to keep them corralled. He wanted to keep them from evil. He wanted to protect them from what lied what lies beyond. He wanted mm-hmm. to keep them innocent. Um, but also going back to the authority, you know, he had boundary lines. And as we'll as we'll see um, you know, later on this year, David talks about your boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places. Like mm-hmm. God has boundaries for us in his in his perfect authority over us, he has these boundaries that are pleasant and they're good and they're to help us flourish and grow. And, um, and then going back to his total authority, just think all he said was, let there be light. He spoke, Mm -hmm. he had a couple of words and all of a sudden it happened. Like that is the God that we serve. We serve a God who is full of authority and can speak one word. And it is, it happens it happens. And then he speaks to us and he's like, hey, watch out for this because I want to protect you. I want to keep you in my cocoon because this is where it is best for you to live. Mm-hmm. He knows what's best for us. He knows he knew what was best for Adam and Eve, and he's trying to protect us because he is our good, good father. He knows what is best and his authority is for our greater good. I love that so much. I love that as we're starting this year, we, yes, we're going to see him having authority. Like he is going to say, this is how things need to go, but it's because he loves us. He designed us. He has good places for us. He has so much he wants to give us and we can drink of the riches of his word with trust. Like we mm-hmm. get that authority. There's, it just gives us trust that we can trust that what he's saying is going to benefit our lives. And so I love that. Michelle, would you pray for us as we start our year, start our reading? I will do that. Oh, Father God, we just come before you today and we just thank you. 
we thank you that you created the whole world and that you created the whole world with just some words and um and you created humans mm -hmm. you created us in your image and you call us your children and you guide us and you protect us and you show you show through your word you show us through adam and eve that that you want the best for us and that you created a beautiful world for us to enjoy. And I just pray, Father, that, um, Lord, that, that as we start this new year, that we would just see you with different eyes. May we, we see you bigger. May we, we see your authority in a new way. May we see your perfection even in our lives, even though we are marred with so much sin, may we see your perfection even bigger than we did last year. And I just pray, Father, as we be begin this new year, that we would just see you high and lifted up. We thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we are sending you off with some daily encouragement to get into the Word and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, if you don't have the one-year chronological Bible that we are using, we have links to that Bible in our show notes. You can even find it in the Kindle format. Also in the show notes is a monthly and yearly schedule of the Bible reading plan that we are following. So tomorrow we are reading Genesis 4, Genesis 5, then we're jumping over to First Chronicles 1, verses 1 through 4, and then back to Genesis 6. I want to take a second here to thank the team at Life Audio. You would not be listening to a daily Bible podcast without their partnership. They are a great team. They're great partners, and it's a great platform for many great Christian podcasts created just for you. Go to lifeaudio.com. And we will see you here tomorrow. Bye-bye.